0: Sometimes one of the hardest things to do in our day-to-day interactions with the world and this thing we call recovery is connecting with ourself and being present. Uh, one of our temptations is to exit our own self in conflict and trials and struggles. How do we stay connected? How do we reconnect with ourself to keep ourself in a place where we can stay present and move forward with health. Today, we're gonna be talking about staying connected with self in the recovery journey. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official. This is a podcast that shares life change stories, courage, hope, and leadership wisdom, all centered around the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter five and the Celebrate Recovery principles, where Jesus helps us through the power of the Holy Spirit face our hurts with courage, so that we can flip those old negative core beliefs to how Jesus sees us the way he truly sees us and walk in that new newness of life as we take on new healthy practices instead of those old nasty coping strategies that cause havoc in our life. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the global field director of Celebrate Recovery. And it's so, so good to be with you here today. If relapse is um, a result of disconnection uh, with God, ourselves, and others, what does it look like to play, stay in a place of of connection? And so, brought my brother on Andy Petrie to have this great conversation. Ministry leader at Fellowship Rogers Celebrate Recovery. Andy, welcome, man.
1: Hey man, yeah, uh, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus. Struggle with anxiety and depression, sexual addiction,
0: and grief. My name's Andy. Hey Andy. So, like I said, we'll break this up into three different uh, conversations. But uh, that connection with ourselves, even saying that out loud, how do we stay connected with ourselves? What does that mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, I think it was it was actually a couple years ago that I, I started noticing some trends whenever I was meeting with sponsees and even just feeling at times like, uh, you know, my recovery was uh, in a place where I could use some growth and, and noticing just patterns of of uh, whenever sponsees were struggling or if it seemed like it was season to struggle for me, there was some consistent things of disconnection. And one of those areas of, disconnected with myself uh realizing that when i'm not aware of where i'm at Mm. uh, it it gets me into some funky places and even just thinking about whenever i very first came in to celebrate recovery i had no idea what was happening inside of my heart Mm. and and with my emotions and my thought space and my mental space and uh when i'm not keeping a pulse on myself, it, it leads me into some, uh, kind of some scary waters.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and even just thinking about what brought us into recovery, I mean, um, it's our inability to be honest and, uh, vulnerable, uh, realistic, uh, about what is happening in and around us, right? So it's this, uh, call them numbing agents and sometimes it is substances. Sometimes it is, uh, like pornography. Sometimes it's like work and busyness, mm-hmm. um people pleasing. I mean, there's so many different ways we can go in that in that space to keep from facing the very things that are sitting in front of us. It's almost like we disconnect from our own body mm-hmm. and we kind of exit the room um because sitting in that feels too scary, right? Yeah.
1: Well, the word that's coming to mind, even as you were saying that, is just avoidance. Yeah. I know in my life, I have I can look back on trends and see how I am a master at avoiding my own internal situation. Mm. Uh, in fact, the thing that's coming to my mind is when I was in college, I took a ridiculous amount of classes because I just wanted as much busyness as I could mm. to distract myself from how I was feeling and all the pressure I was putting on myself to perform.
0: Yeah. Well, and, I, and, and this is something, and this just popped in my head. It, it, I think it connects. We'll see. But I, I think one of the things, just in a real practical sense, and I have to fight this on a daily uh, basis, if there's something in, sitting in front of me that has to be addressed, if it feels uh, overwhelming, yeah. right, I've got to get this done um, got to get this teaching written or whatever it is, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I can find myself exiting that situation. And the way I do that is, um, I'll go try to find something that feels like it might be productive, yeah, but it's really not the most productive and the best productive place to be. So, oh, and, uh, I've been meaning to do this. Pro- I'll go do this project, and and, and I can kind of kid myself in working on this over here. It's really all in an effort to avoid this over here.
1: Yeah, you know, I had a I had an old friend and mentor one time that called that the laziness of sacrificing the good for the great. Hmm. And uh, and I don't, even as I say that right now, I I uh, I liked the term laziness when I first heard it, but I think it's more of the avoidance of the uh, urgent and important for lesser good things.
0: Well, and I think it's good to kind of lean into why am I avoidant? Exactly. Why is yeah. it showing this behavioral issue of laziness? Um, why, why, are, why am I avoiding that? And so what's my fears in that? Is there fear that that I need to address in that space. Yeah. Um, and uh, for me, a, a big part of that is if it can feel overwhelming that if I don't do this perfect, I'm going to fail. So maybe it's just better. I just kind of stay in a state of frozen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's one of those things too, where I know for me, I can think through in any given day, just a list of things. I don't have any issue coming up with lists of things that I need to, to yeah. do and get done. But there's a, there's a thought that if I've I got one big thing that I need to do that's really hard mm-hmm. and is going to expend a lot of energy, then it, it freezes me. Yeah. And I know for me that's my own perfectionistic tendencies in yeah. the sense of I know what I want this to be and I don't feel like I can perform up to my own standards yeah. or the perceived standards of others. But I know I can do this other small thing really well and it's not going to take a lot of time. And so I'll do that so that I can
0: get some false sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that frozen, you know, what if this doesn't go well? And, and uh, yeah, so I was trying to work myself up into the stamina, the emotion, uh, the power to kind of, can I work up enough energy to be able to face this thing in front of me and it can feel overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you know, and I think, you know, early on in my recovery, before I was—that's uh, because that's how it can manifest for me. It's—it's it's always manifested for me in that way. Mm-hmm. But I think in seasons of extremely high stress, before recovery, the way that it manifested was not just me avoiding things; mm-hmm. it was also running to other things. Yeah, and you know, nowadays I can find myself whether it's just scrolling mindlessly on on social media or, you know, some, some other way that may not be, uh, it may be not productive, but it's not sinful. Yeah. And, but I mean, I can look back and trace how me acting out in my addictions was linked to me being overwhelmed about things that were on my plate mm. and me exiting my own emotional state or shoving it down and trying to go, Uh, shove something else on top of it, which was me acting out.
0: Well, I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast, um, but you have these two ditches. One is avoidance. Mm -hmm. The other ditch is indulgence, right? So um, I'm either going to complete avoidance or I'm going to indulgence. So it's trying to find this, I think when we're talking about how do I connect with myself what is connection with myself it's trying to honor that space or whatever's coming up so with a story that comes to mind when i was taking a, a test for counseling it was 200 questions i don't even know if i've shared this with you now. 200 questions on this test and it's a hard test it's to are, are you going to be licensed as a counselor <laughs> so a lot of and i'm not a good test taker anyway and so I'm sitting there, I, I literally kind of muddle my way through a 100 questions. And I feel in my body, I feel in my mind, this narrative of, I'm gonna fail this. And I'm already thinking of the excuses of what I'm going to tell you or other people why I failed it. Mm-hmm. This is the stupidest test, man. You should have seen it, right? So I'm already got, got this narrative and and literally in that moment, I was able to kind of catch myself and this is through in my own recovery to stop and go, wait a second, you, th- that's the wrong track. What's coming up for you, Rodney? And so I literally stopped taking the test and it's timed. So mm. there's pressure. There's a clock. To yeah. It. But it was either do that or muddle my way through it and come up with some good excuses why I failed the test. And I literally had to stop and just honor, hey, you're feeling anxiety right now. Why? Because this means a lot to you. You want to do well on this because you want to help impact other people's lives. It makes sense, Rodney. But you're doing great. You study for this test, stay present, don't exit this room. You've worked too hard. Just lean into it. So I literally went to the Lord in prayer at this test table. Um, probably on the cameras, they were looking at me weird, but and I just say, God, you know, I've studied for this, and if I fail it, I fail it. But I don't want it to be self sabotage. And so it's just being present with the anxiety happening. That was my body's way of saying there's a lot going on right here that needs my attention. This means a lot to you pay attention to that and so that was a, a real clear example of being uh, connected with myself and not ignoring the signals that were coming up in my body that says i'm feeling anxiety and instead of trying to ignore that and try to come up with my old solutions of self-sabotage try tried to lean into that and by the way I finished the 100 questions the next 100 went back and they say, don't ever do this. But I changed a lot of my answers in the first mm. hundred. I finished and I passed, uh, which um, was a miracle in itself. But <laughs> but the, the point was is um, trying a new strategy yeah. because I could avoid that and just act like it's not there and really spin out. Or I could ignore and go out of there in place of indulgence. And so how do I stay in that middle ground to kind of connect with wh- whatever's happening for me in my life. So important in it. Yeah, that's so good. And even as you're
1: sharing that, like I love I love hearing you being able to catch yourself in that place when that's coming up and you know for me, and, and maybe there's some folks listening to this that are early on in their recovery journey. I know this was the case for me. I've always I always joke with sponsors, but there's a lot of truth to it that I didn't realize that I had these things called emotions until I got sober. Yeah, uh, because I was so good at layering over what I was feeling with my coping mechanisms, with my harmful coping mechanisms, and and looking back and seeing how even now today. Whenever I feel that anxiety come online or that fear come online or that anger come online, my first reaction is to shame that, mm. ah, I shouldn't feel like that ah why why Andy this is simple? Why are you getting overwhelmed yeah. by this or or you know uh you know wanting to eject into man ugh, candy bar sounds really good sorry if that's a trigger for some folks yeah right now. just but find like, me comfort yeah just yeah. find me comfort in that and so what did it look like for you to even start noticing mm-hmm. what was going on in your body
0: yeah well i think i think it's it and it, it is interesting when we can stop and just listen to our bodies i mean even just sitting here if i stopped and just did a scan of my body. It's like, what am I feeling, right? Just kind of toes to my, my head. I could feel tension in my shoulders, right? Probably thinking about, do I even know what I'm talking about today? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but trying to, I think learning how to kind of slow down and, and as I was sharing you know, with some brothers earlier, you were part of that conversation, just even in my journaling now, It's trying to work a muscle because it is, it is working a new muscle, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Trying to notice and honor and invite in those emotions is I've started in my journaling sometime back, just writing today I'm feeling blank and don't rush to that. Just say, what am I feeling right now? And just trying to slow that down. And kind of going through my day, do I feel any anxiety? It's kind of a heart check kind of a thing. But yeah. it's my version of a heart check with just, hey, did anything happen? And what am I feeling? Am I feeling anxious about anything? Do I feel sad? And sometimes it's, you know what, I feel good. I, I'm having a good day kind of a thing. But I've noticed if I can slow down, and, and that's the hard part about this it requires us to slow down. We're not wired to go nonstop 100 times 100 miles per hour, right? Yeah. How can I slow down to to kind of pop the hood and the the dashboard is is the emotions, right? It's saying hey sadness is coming up. What is it trying to say? And and what do I tell myself when I feel those things? And we were talking about that on a prior podcast and, and again, in some conversation today is those messages that we tell ourselves when we feel it, what, when we were growing up and we felt sadness, were they welcome? Yeah. And if they weren't, it would make sense that we're not welcoming, welcoming them, um, Let me take a quick break, Andy, and we'll come back and we'll pick up on that because I'd love to kind of hear what that looks like uh, for you and, and your life. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey, friends, if you're looking for another meeting, we have an online open share group every Wednesday at noon Pacific. If you'd like information and the link to join people from all over the world, just go to CelebrateRecovery.com and click on that link and join us. And we'll have a quick Devo, uh, mini-money, and then we divide up into gender-specific groups and uh, hear and share our hearts. So join us every Wednesday, noon Pacific. Uh, go to On Wednesdays, go to CelebrateRecovery.com for more information. Welcome back. Talking with Andy Petrie. We're talking about just how, what it looked like to uh, connect with ourselves. And Andy, right before the break, I kind of wanted to throw that back to you. Um, What does that look like for you to slow down what's that look like practically? How are you able to kind of check in with yourself where you are and and those emotions coming up in any given moment or day for you? What's that look like? Yeah, that's, man, even
1: as I was sitting here processing or thinking as you were processing a couple minutes ago, uh, what did that look like for me to even start working that muscle? I heard somebody say recently that emotions just take practice. And uh, man, it's so true because things being able to check in with myself was such a foreign idea Mm. that I think first and foremost, I had to give myself grace that I wasn't going to be good at it at first. Mm. Again, I'm such a good perfectionist uh, that even in things that I'm trying to do better at right off the bat, I'll feel like, man, I need to get this nailed the first time and just knowing that it's going to be messy. Mm. And so giving myself grace that it's something that I haven't done a lot before. And so I need practice at it. And also realizing that, uh, I remember my sponsor told me early on in my recovery that anytime I find myself running to something, that means I'm also running away from something else. Mm. Uh, My emotions are coming out sideways. And so the first step for me was noticing when I felt really tempted or triggered by something and I wanted to go act out, learning to get curious with myself. And uh, you know, I've got, I've got a two and a half year old right now, and one of her favorite questions right now is why. Mm. And uh, I needed to learn how to be a good two year old with myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that we talk about that <clears throat> taking our thoughts captive. Sometimes we can look at that as just stop it. You know, you're not allowed here, kind of yeah. thing. But it is that two year old. If a two year old walks in and says. Uh, Mr. Andy, or in this case, Daddy. Yeah, uh, I feel scared, mm. and you're like, "There's nothing here." <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. What are you crazy? Stop being afraid. I mean, that is that hits my heart kind of sad. It's like imagining little Harper just crushed. Right? It's like, oh, I thought you were gonna comfort me. <laughs> yeah, but we do that with ourselves. It's like. And, and we talked about that in a prior podcast, but it's amazing the emotions can conflict with our beliefs. Yeah. Right? If I feel sad, that conflicts because aren't I supposed to just rejoice and be glad in all things? Is that what that scripture means? That to rejoice and be glad in all things is that we're never going to feel sadness? Why wouldn't we shame that and get hard on that that part of ourselves that needs to be held in that space? Yeah, well, cruel it,
1: it is cruel. And even just thinking through that idea, because that was another block that I had towards taking my emotions seriously or uh, giving my emotions space to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that sometimes when my when my daughter is coming in and in her two and a half year old mind, there's stuff going on. I know that she's two and a half. Yeah. There's gonna be things that she say that probably aren't in logical sense. Yeah. But I can't just rush in to correct her. I gotta give her space to voice those things. Yeah. And what she's thinking is valid.
0: So it is a curious posture, yeah. isn't I mean, that captive to finish that thought, you know, if I if I lean down to Harper, I'm, I've got a picture of Harper in my heart right now. Harper comes up and says, Mr. Rodney, I feel sad or I feel scared. I want to be curious to kind of pick her up and just say, Hey, let's talk about it. Tell me what's going on. What'd you see? What are you experiencing? Is there something that happened? Is it a perceived threat kind of a thing? I wouldn't use that language with her, but, (laughs) but trying to get to that bottom of that is, is it, is there anxiety coming up that's kind of manifesting itself in fear? Uh, and trying to organize that so that I can just say, hey, let's talk about this. Oh, that's so hard. Almost kind of just loving that part of ourself. Um, so that I can kind of make space to organize that. Because I don't want to shame it. But if I am shaming it, can I at least start there to kind of catch and go, hang on. This is one of those times. I'm not going to shame myself. I'm not going to get hard on myself. I'm feeling this right now. I wonder what the good reasons are why, even if it is a lie we're believing, if we go straight to the truth and we don't connect with that part of ourselves, then we're kind of shaming it and saying, "Just suck it up." If you were a better Christian, yeah. you wouldn't be feeling this, <laughs> um, which which is just cruel. But we tell ourselves that all the time. Well, and I told myself that all the time.
1: And one of the things that I was realizing the other day is, like, you know, there's a reason why. Paul and Jesus, why God through his word reminds us of those things all the time in his word Hmm. of, you know, do not worry, do not fear. How many times in the Bible does it say, do not fear? Yeah. I'm with you. It's, if it was an expectation, you get this and you don't ever feel fear, I don't think God would have reminded us that much. (laughs) Hey, I'm here. And it's like a, it's almost like he's a good father. I've I've read that yeah. somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've heard but, that song
1: too. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, uh, and I also catching myself, and this was a helpful language for me early on with that self talk, mm. is, if I was firing on all cylinders, would I speak to anybody else this way? Mm, yeah, because I speak to myself worse than I would ever talk to anybody else in my life. Yeah, and being able to go, mm, all right. If I was if I was sitting across the table from myself mm. and they were ask and and I could objectively ask myself for advice, detached from my own emotions towards myself, how would I
0: Yeah. How would I come to it, me? It's interesting you're talking about that do not fear and the number of times that it, it's kind of the form in which he's speaking that. Right. Yeah. So if Harper comes in, poor Harper, we're throwing her name on here a lot. One day she's going to go back and why did you always bring my name up? <laughs> but I think that that posture of is the voice I hear, do not fear. Or do I hear, oh, don't fear. Do not fear. I got you. I'm here with you. Yeah. And that just lands for my heart so much better. It's like, ah, oh, this is a loving father who's trying to comfort me right now. But he still wants to lean in to that, and what is happening? Um, this is why we do the heart check, right? In yeah. Celebrate Recovery, it's part of that journaling daily inventory. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening, you don't journal, give it a shot. Try to try to make that a habit, even if it's a few sentences. Maybe you start with a heart check, but but how am I feeling? Am I hurting right now? And don't rush by it. Am I hurting about anything? Do I, am I feeling exhausted and slowly go through these? Uh, am I anxious? I would add anger to the A. Do I feel angry about anything? Is there good reasons why I feel angry? Am I shaming that anger? And it's just kind of magnifying the anger. Do I feel uh, resentful? Or I would add re- uh, restless. Do I feel restless? And what is that? Is there something I'm worried about? Um, and do I feel tense about something, or do I feel tired? So you can kind of put your own language to those letters, but the point is just kind of slowing down and taking some time to let that sit and then write it down. And then we take all of this, and this is the value of bringing up. This is why that your sponsor, I think you were talking about earlier, said those things, great wisdom, is bringing that, um, I am, I'm feeling, um, really restless right now. And I just want to speak that out loud. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Instead of, well, don't feel restless. You're supposed to have peace, man. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you trust God? Hey, let's talk about that. And that's that taking thoughts captive. It's like, let's try to understand why you feel restless. Oh, it makes sense. I would feel restless too. Yeah. Doing that to ourselves and doing that with each other. Thoughts on that, man? Yeah,
1: you know, I, I love that so much because what's what's coming to my mind is just uh, the way that I kind of accomplish that function of, of daily inventory, taking a daily check-in with myself. I like to do it through prayer. And I know we're talking about connecting with ourselves, but one of the ways that we connect through our, that I connect to myself is, is through asking God to give me insight into where mm. my heart's at. So that's Psalm 139, 23, and 24. It's a prayer. Yeah, Search me, oh God, and point out any offensive way in me. Lead me in the way of everlasting life. You know, search me, oh God, know my heart. Mm. It's kind of, in in one of the things that I've been doing, it's just a really simple prayer that I, I, I picked up somewhere in a book I was reading. It's just the prayer of, Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. I give everyone and everything to you. and as I sit down to journal each day, I write that phrase out, and then in my mind, I go, Lord, bring up to me the things that I need to give to you. Hmm. And then I'll just bullet point it out god i'm I'm worried about finances right now. Hmm. I give that to you i'm I'm worried about that conversation that I had with my wife this morning that went a little funky. I'm giving that to you right now. And then asking, all right, Lord, how do I feel about these things? And that, that allows me through prayer to just get some situational awareness of what is even going on in my heart. Mm. And then if I'm finding myself drawn towards certain things... I do that through prayer too. Lord, I, I really wanted to cope with food today. <laughs> what is going on in my heart right now that's making me want to run to that? Mm. What's happening there? I'm sure, I know there's good reasons why. Help me understand. Search my heart. Know my thoughts. Yeah. And, and so that, that's kind of the pattern that I've been getting into. And when I do that well, it keeps me aware of myself.
0: Mm. That's so good man yeah and I think it's it's good um, if you're seeing kind of a reoccurring thing um, usually a lot of the angst that we're feeling today is connected with our story right so yeah. why why do some stress out about finances and others don't mm-hmm. right is that's a good thing to lean into is like okay in my growing up years um, the topic of finances, what happened in my home? Yeah. It's like, Oh, now I'm starting to hear your story and it makes sense why you get anxious anytime we talk about finances. Right. Yeah. So that, that's kind of a sidebar on that. But I think when you were go ahead, you had a thought. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So one of the things that's been coming up in my story to that point through doing my daily check-ins is noticing how anger had been coming up mm. a lot in my heart and in different situations and as I've been digging into it, I've, it's revealed some things to me about how I viewed anger growing up mm. and how I saw it being used, whether it was in my family structure or at school or just how I viewed it and what I grew up with it. And so here, here's one thing that I'll say. As you're seeing these things come up, you may see things that God is revealing about your heart that maybe make you feel a little uncomfortable Yeah. to that idea of don't shame it and shut it down. Could it be the case? Could we stay curious to this possibility that maybe God is making you aware of those things in your heart Mm. because in his grace, he's leading
0: you into some deeper growth with him. Something needs to be paid attention to. Yeah. Yeah. And and if we can sit with that, that's so scary. Oh yeah. We feel like if I sit in this, I'm going to fall in the pit. I'm never getting out that's not the way it works. Um, this is why having other people around us Mm -hmm. that we can invite into that. Um, God, you know, is so important. Those, those safe people around us. But when you're talking about praying, I love that you said that because it, and I was trying to find one of these Psalms real quickly. Um, but, but they call them imprecatory Psalms. This is those Psalms that where there's just vivid, clear descriptors of connection with the self, mm-hmm. right? And the connection with the self is revealed, my bones are wasting away. That's pretty clear on what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> yeah. I feel so overwhelmed, and I feel like I'm being crushed underneath your palm, Lord. Whew. Now, the true side, I can say now, you know Jesus and blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 right? And, and a lot of times we do that, say, oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. Now, I want to be curious, like, oh, this is what I'm feeling. Now, I want to understand why I'm feeling that. And am I believing, as I mentioned on a prior podcast, not just what I'm feeling, but what am I thinking about what actually happened? Yeah. And is there some distorted thinking that I'm thinking there? If i got to honor it, not shame it. So that I can put that in words and say, Lord, this is what I'm feeling. And what I love about those Psalms is they always end with, but I will praise you, Lord. Yeah, because it's being real and authentic about where I am. And then, but because I'm having this conversation, I'm reminded because I've been able to get this out, I'm reminded that you're still on the throne and I'll praise your name, even in the pain.
1: Yeah, well, and even in you saying that, like one thing that was so important for me to understand with my own emotions is that God is big enough to handle and carry my big emotions. (laughs) And He invites me to bring those to Him. You know, I think the imprecatory Psalms are a great example of that. And one of my favorite books of the Bible is an example of that, too. It's called. The Book of Habakkuk. Yeah. It's, it's a little three-chapter book. If you've never read it, it'll yeah. take you 20 minutes. One of the
0: hardest books to pronounce. But. It really is.
1: <laughs> uh, but it's so good. And what I love is the prophet whose name is Habakkuk. It outlines a conversation between him and God mm. about a situation that he feels like is unjust. Mm. And he's just, he's laying out to God what he's feeling in very bold fashion. There's no and, fruit on my vines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and the way that it ends is so beautiful. Yeah, it's a great picture of God giving us permission to bring the fullness mm. of our emotions to Him, and Him leading us. Yeah, to truth in Him.
0: Yeah. So kind of in short, as we're wrapping up here, is we're trying to connect with wherever we are, not just where we want to be, and that's typically what we do. It's like I need mm. to be. I need to be joyful. I need to rejoice. I need to have no fear. And so we kind of go that way. Let's be honest in that connection. Again, if relapse comes from disconnection, I need to be able to connect with myself. And that's slowing down, putting into words, honoring, noticing it, inviting it in, putting it into words, sharing it with a brother, or sister in Christ, sharing it with God. Get to the truth if there's distorted thinking. And that's the value of relationships. I can say, you know, I don't know that that's true. After we've kind of created space for how you're feeling, get to the truth so that we can ultimately uh, get to a better space. But connecting and being present with ourself and not exiting to the, the avoidance ditch that can lead to the indulgence ditch. I want to stay in this space of where am I? Be honest about that so that I can keep moving and not go to my old coping, uh, mechanism. So good stuff. Well, thanks, Andy. Thanks for the conversation. We'll, we'll continue this conversation talking about what connection with God and connection with others looks like as we're trying to, um, be proactive against relapse, um, uh, through healthy connection with, with God, uh, ourselves and others. So Andy, thanks for being here, man.
1: Yeah. Thanks but, for having me, man. Thanks
0: for your insight. Well, I hope this has been a benefit for you. I know it has for me just talking out loud with Andy. And uh, listen, if you're having trouble, you find yourself in distress and struggles, kind of exiting your own heart, your own mind, your own body, own reality. um, I just want to encourage you that, that some of these things we talked about, you can start putting those into practice. And there's nothing better than doing it with other fellow strugglers and Celebrate Recovery uh, we, we want to come alongside you. So don't try to face your hurts, hangups, and habits and try to white knuckle your way uh, to sobriety and recovery. Uh, join the body of Christ in Jesus Christ. I hope this has been a benefit for you. Thanks so much for being with us today. I hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless.